0: I la. you will not turn away, not this time.
1: Get out of my
0: way. The doors will be slaughtered. Yes, they will die. Today, tomorrow, one year hence, a hundred years from now. What does it matter? They are mortal.
1: You think your life is worth more than theirs? When there is no love in it, there is no love in you. What do you know of love? Nothing. What you feel for that dwarf is not real. You think it is love? Are you ready to die for it? He had the uh, thought. can
0: I'm John, and today we're talking about the Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies, and this is your Merry Christmas episode, right? Because <laughs> we're going to take the Christmas week off because we got shit to do. Yeah, opening presents is shit. Yeah, eggnog. We don't drink eggnog, really. I I,
2: I do drink eggnog. You do okay. like a motherfucker. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Are you going to get some of that? Um, what is it? The Jim Beam eggnog. Uh,
2: I might, but I. I already, already have Jaeger planned. I've already oh. bought it. Well, for fuck Christmas. Eggnog.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So You know,
0: and we're not saying we might not drop something that day, but it's not going to be in, like, an episode. It could be just, like, a little holiday special of us getting drunk and excited and maybe talking to you guys. <laughs> you know, that could happen. Might not. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to go over
2: uh, – my theory that that Kermit is going to reappear in the MCU. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, got to. Kermit's going to basically destroy Thanos, and I, I've got a whole thing written. Out. No, I don't yeah. know. I was,
0: <laughs> I was about to say he he he's put a lot of money on Vegas, right? Yeah. That's who kills. Thanos. It's like who's
2: who kills Thanos, and I'm like Kermit the Frog, and there people are like, what? I'm like, like, look, I got a I got a 13 page thing written out that this <laughs> this is going to fucking make sense. It's like you know you know what the key to all this is. The key is 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 Miss Piggy because Miss Piggy got turned into ash, and Kerman had to live with that shit. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Thanos."
0: <laughs> no, for for real, my money's on John Wick. John Wick, yeah, because the dog. Oh yeah, made the, he probably like his new dog probably got evaporated, and then it's like, okay, Thanos. Did you, did you
2: see the meme where it's yeah, like yeah. his dog gets disintegrated, and he fucking starts gunning, starts getting his guns ready for Thanos? <laughs> Oh, Thanos don't want none. Oh, he don't want none. No. <laughs> yeah. Just like you don't want any AJ Styles, you definitely don't want any nope. John Wick. But, uh, but yeah, the Battle of the Five Armies, this is the epic conclusion to the Hobbit trilogy.
0: Yeah, lowest gross in film of the Hobbit trilogy only made $956 million.
2: Oh, man. What a disappointing mm. failure. God. I mean,
0: a Peter Jackson guy. There's some movies that don't even make 95 million, <laughs> 950 million. Uh, most, most people don't make as much as this budget was, which was right. $250 million. Right.
2: Well, it's like that, that line that Eminem says in like in one of his new songs where he was like, it's sad when, uh, you know, platinum sales are considered a failure. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have a movie that, that takes basically almost a billion dollars and that's considered like not as good. It's like, uh, that's still 950.
0: I mean, that's still damn near a billion. That's pretty damn good. You know whose career was really, really launched by these Hobbit movies, too? And I didn't realize until I did the research for this. His name probably popped up multiple times when I did this, and I probably knew this already. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> He's a huge part of the production of the music of these all movies in The Hobbit. Oh, really? Yeah, he sings. Songs like whenever they do the songs, the doors do the songs. It's Ed Sheeran. Oh, really? Well, there's also like there's the songs that play
2: in the uh, the end titles too in the uh, the credit sequence. Well, this
0: one specifically is by Billy Boyd. Oh, really? Which played Pippin. Yeah. Okay. He does the last goodbye, which is the end song. Ah. Okay. Yeah, he wrote, did the music and performed it. Hmm. So he's singing in it. So he actually kept some characters like that. Still in in heart. Um,
2: yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: And uh, Dominic Mona, Monaghan. Monaghan. Monaghan, Yeah. Yeah. Which is Mary. He's in the auction scene at the end of the movie when they're.
2: Oh, when they're actually doing the auction and stuff. stuff you can off. briefly
0: see him, but he yeah. I don't know if he's supposed to be Mary in that. I mean, I don't think so, because Mary seems like he was like Frodo's age. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: Mary Mary and Pippin are supposed to be about Frodo and Sam's age. So he was
0: just there briefly. As like an extra? Yeah. yeah. In the auction scene. Yeah, it wasn't
2: supposed to be like Mary as a...
0: No, it wasn't supposed to be Mary as a kid or anything. Because it's the actual actor there. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of those kids running around probably was Frodo and Mary and Pippin. Just
2: young, yeah, Yeah. when they were just kids' age, not teenagers Mm -hmm. like they are in the... I also thought it was interesting you actually figure out how long this journey takes. It takes him 30 months. It takes him two and a half years from them leaving the Shire with Bilbo and going on the adventure, going all the way, traveling all the way to the mountain, and then coming back from the mountain. It took him him two and a half years.
0: Well, how long does the Lord of the Rings take? The Lord
2: of the Rings? Well, in the movie... uh, Shit, how long does it actually... It takes place over like...
0: Something close to like three years, something like that. Yeah, something think, like
2: that. It takes a little bit longer for them to do that. I
0: forget. I need the exact math of it, but I we looked it up that. before too. Yeah. But also, like
2: in the book, there's like a ten year span of time. You know where? Uh,
0: well, just when Gandalf leaves, when he leaves to go to research, go the, research ring. the ring or whatever, that's like ten years. Yeah. So Frodo was like just there with the ring for like 10 years.
2: Yeah. But in the movie it makes it look like he's, you know, gone like
0: a week. He's gone maybe like like a <laughs> week.
2: And then when he comes back he's like, "Ah, I fucking know what that ring is now." And that's the Ring of Power. Yeah, we, you
0: got to get the fuck out of here.
2: We need to get you the fuck out of here. We need to get that ring to Mordor so we can fucking destroy it in Mount Doom. Yeah. You know,
0: when Elrond should have destroyed it, you know, should have threw his friend in with the fire with the ring really <laughs> you know like really he should have like but elves aren't like that that would have been like a dark act yeah you know so yeah so um what are we drinking today john uh this is
2: magners irish cider and it's uh this is imported from uh, Clonmel, ireland if i'm saying that right and this is a four and a half percent alcohol it is uh One of the best like hard ciders I've tasted because the Irish do not fuck around. I mean, we're we're both uh, a certain percentage of Irish, so like our ancestors know how to fucking make some alcohol, and this is delicious.
0: It's very good, and uh, three out of three stars. Obviously, oh, it's a three, yeah. Uh, And one thing I'll say when I when I started on the first beer, it seemed like it was a little too bitter, but the second beer it got sweeter, and it tastes better as you drink it.
2: Right. It's actually one of those beers that's like it's like as you kind of get accustomed to it, it definitely takes on a different flavor. It's mm-hmm. it's weird the character of it. But it's damn delicious and it's got plenty of apple taste. It's not it's not really bitter. Maybe with initially as your tongue kind of gets adjusted to it.
0: Yeah, cuz there's just so much apple. It's a lot of apple. Yeah, but this is usually this this kind of satisfies our complaint with some of the fruit flavored beer, because a lot of us are like, that's not enough of what you say it is. And this is definitely plenty. Yeah. There's no shortage of apple in this beer. Yeah.
2: It's very happily.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so fuck Johnny Appleseed. Right. for now, unless we drink one of his beers and like it.
2: Right. Yeah. But <laughs> as far as, uh, as far as the Magners goes, like I've never even heard of this before. I was just, I just randomly went to a different package store that had a few different, imported alcohols um they also had some Warsteiner there too which is interesting because i've always heard of Warsteiner. it's like a like a kind of old school german beer yeah never actually tried it so maybe we might you get i might get a you know pack of that in one of these episodes
0: yeah yeah i mean we try to expand you know our beer knowledge right uh we usually or- stay away from ipas yeah, um, because
2: IPAs are basically just, just bitter as fuck for no reason.
0: Some people love the hops. We're yeah. not those people.
2: No, hops belongs on, on a basketball court. Like, you know, that's that's where hops belong. Or for bunnies. Or for bunnies, yeah. Shout out to Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> Zootopia in the house? Zootopia, bitch! Who thought when you tuned in to listen to our last episode about the last Hobbit you know movie... You'd hear a reference to Zootopia.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would certainly be disappointed if I didn't hear a reference to Zootopia yeah. eventually when people talked about movies. Right, yeah. I it's mean, it's the classic. It won like eight Academy Awards <laughs> somewhere. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Maybe in the multiverse. But anyway, um, but The Battle of the Five Armies, this is one of those movies that it's like uh, either you get to this third part here and you're like, okay. I'm ready to see what happens. I want to see how this ends. Some people on the hater side of the world are basically like, fuck, when will this shit end? This is taking too long. I
0: hate this movie. Take my $13 so I can see it and bitch about it on the internet. Right.
2: I, I had so many people that were like, you know, uh, it's like I sat through and I watched all three of these movies and I just feel like I, I, I my time was wasted and it's like, I mean, if you feel like you wasted your time going to see these movies, then maybe you don't really understand how the fuck movies work. because everything you need to get is basically in here. This movie might not be as funny necessarily as the other two are, because basically, like everything goes all to shit in this movie. Like, there's a (laughs) lot of death in this movie.
0: People die. Funny.
2: Yeah, because even some people were like, well, this is a little bit too serious of a tone. This doesn't really feel like a kid's book anymore. By the time you get to the to the Battle of the, these Five are armies. the
0: same assholes probably jacking off to Game of Thrones porn, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you're related. You're related. Yeah, go go. Oh, yeah, go. yeah. Fuck um, Lannisters, <laughs> twin <laughs> fucking pervs, right?
2: Um, that's, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think for people who have already gotten to this point, it either. Either you're down to see the third part or you're just watching it just so you can say that you've watched it and then you'll never watch them again. So many people in here. And it was something that we had, you know, people had talked about like when we covered the first movie, when we did Unexpected Journey. It, like, people were like, you know, not only how can you take one book and split it into three movies because we've talked about that on every one of these, but people also say that, like, why does Peter Jackson feel like he needs to fill in things that Tolkien didn't? and why does he change things that Tolkien put in the book and like you know why does Peter think he's a, he's a a better guy to run these or he's better at this than Tolkien and all this kind of stuff where does he you know where does he get off thinking he's better at this than JRR Tolkien and then somebody even said that like Christopher Tolkien was ashamed of this because he he felt that he contributed to something that you know ruined his father's legacy no. and it's like does uh, th- one guy said something about like you know, he had read like a quote where Christopher Tolkien had said that. And I'm like, I don't know if you ever found anything like that when you were researching this,
0: I've never came across anything
2: because the Tolkien estate had, you know, they let Peter have as much access to, you know, and continued J work as he could find. And also, I mean, they wouldn't, if, if they didn't like what Peter had done, even with like the Lord of the Rings, you think they would allow him to touch the Hobbit story? No, but I mean, the thing about the Hobbit story in, in particular is that, you know if you just go strictly by how the book is there's stuff in the book that would be boring as fuck to put in a movie like really and there's also some things that maybe don't necessarily make sense there's like no females like in the book really at all i mean it's
0: so what arwen and um,
2: um well it'd be gladriel basically
0: gladriel what is arwen and um
2: but see even in the in the movie you don't see arwen at all i mean you see elrond but you don't see his daughter you only see like Lady Galadriel, really. And then, well, you have Taro. Oh, Liv
0: Tyler, though, is Arwen, so yeah. You see yeah, her.
2: Liv Tyler is Arwen, but she's not in these movies.
0: No, not in these, no. No,
2: she's just in The Lord well, of the Rings. Well,
0: Peter Jackson, well, the reason uh, Evangeline Lilly is in these movies, um, one, because they wanted to add a female character into it, and also Peter Jackson met, met Evangeline Lilly... After he filmed Lord of the Rings, like right after he met her and he liked her so much. He said, if he did anything related to J.R.R. Tolkien ever again, he'd cast her. Yeah. Years later, whenever he was finally set to do the Hobbit, he called her and said, hey, I wrote Tariel for you. Yeah. The character was written and put in this entire movie for Evangeline Lilly. Right. An entire character,
2: and I, I think, uh, especially like when people talk about like you know them, you know, adding things that weren't in the book. It's like you know people were like, "Well, you know, he had to add all these things to stretch it to three movies," and it's like if say if you had done all of this as maybe one movie, you'd have to cut a lot of shit out. I mean, you basically can tell the complete story of The Hobbit. Plus, you can add in some things that even Tolkien didn't put in. You know, it's like for all the people who are like extremely butthurt about the movies, you know, being all this extra runtime for no reason and all this kind of crap. It's like I think that ultimately it's like those are the kind of people that they their attention span is for shit to begin with, Mm -hmm. because it's like if you're going to sit down and watch like if I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch something that is like a quality movie series like this, I don't want them to cut out content and skimp on things. I want them to keep things in that are supposed to be there, but I also want them to add in some of their own stuff because it adds extra depth to the story.
0: Well, well, an- another thing, something else. Because I don't that... have
2: like a five minute attention span, right? So. I want to
0: watch <laughs> as much as I possibly can. Yeah, about something that I enjoy, and I do enjoy the Lord of the Rings and I enjoy the Hobbit. But, like, something like Legolas. Legolas wasn't in the books. But the thing the thing about it is he does – J.R.R. Tolkien does state that all the Woodland Elves are a part of the battle. Right. Of the five armies. Legolas is immortal. So he would have been there. Right. So you're telling me that what would you have done with Legolas? Have him in, like, a little scene, like – killing orcs like at the very end of the five armies right that's what you would have then done with legolas not if when you're, you're orlando like, bloom when you're like no legolas would have been a part of a bigger story during this yeah but and also why does he you know go and seek out strider
1: right aragorn <laughs> yeah, his
0: father tells him about that yeah at the end of this movie mm-hmm. and that's why he seeks him out
2: yeah, and then him and him and Aragorn basically become like you know BFFs for real. Yeah, like because Legolas doesn't Legolas go back to Mirkwood.
0: Yeah, never. Yeah, he, he never doesn't goes go back, back to Mirkwood. I mean, eventually in a story he probably does to become king. If you know, Therandriel can even if die. Thranduil. Yeah. Well, I don't I think, mean, think he can. In the of
2: the Lord of the Rings, I mean, he, he Legolas doesn't is still die. considered the prince, isn't he? Yeah. Thranduil
0: doesn't isn't dead. king of
2: Mirkwood. Yeah, Thranduil. He's not really. He's not mentioned really in the Lord of the Rings. He's really just more of a. He is. Oh, is he mentioned in the Lord of the Rings? He's briefly like in mentioned. the movie. Yes. Oh, okay. Briefly, you'll miss minute, it. It's been you'll a minute. Me- it. It's been a minute since I've watched the 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 you know the Lord of the Rings movie, so I don't remember him being mentioned.
0: There's some things that you miss actually, kind of a lot, whenever you're watching them. Um, like um, Gandalf calls Legolas uh,
2: Legolas Greenleaf.
0: Greenleaf. Hmm. Yeah, that's he calls his, him Greenleaf in yep. this movie. So that's something that you, you don't notice initially. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you, you do because, yeah. Also, um,
2: you get to hear Gandalf's elvish name, Mithrandil. Uh,
0: m- mith, yeah, well, uh, Thranduil calls him that. Yeah,
2: because yeah. he refers to him as Mithrandil. Yeah, he doesn't And call Galadriel him calls him that too. Gan- yeah. Galadriel does not call him Gandalf. She calls him deal.
0: Yeah, nobody. none of these older elves ever... Um,
2: refer to him as Gandalf. Gandalf. Because only, they knew him at a time when he was Mithrandil.
0: Yeah, whenever he was just the all-spirit. Like, mm-hmm. he was just all-spirit instead of body. Yeah, they and knew he him. wasn't
2: just an old man, an old wizard <laughs> running uh, no, around saving shit. A the very world.
0: interesting thing about this um, Hobbit trilogy also is um, uh, the <laughs> Orlando Bloom is the only major elf actor not to appear in a Marvel movie.
2: Oh yeah, because Elrond. Uh, yeah, Hugo um, Weaving. Hugo is Weaving Red is
0: Red Skull. Liv Tyler, Arwen played Betty Ross, in and for the Hulk ball. movies,
2: yeah. Her Lee Hulk Pace
0: movies. is Ronan in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. Evangeline Lilly is, is uh, uh, the Wasp. The Wasp, and Cate Blanchett is in Thor Ragnarok. Because she plays Hella. Oh, yeah, that's right. Only Orlando Bloom. When are we going to get that Orlando Bloom magic? Oh, yeah. Put him in the MCU before DC tries to steal him.
2: Yeah. Or, here's an idea. I just thought of this. What about Orlando Bloom as Redeemer in a Spawn movie?
0: Ooh. Yeah. Somebody steal
2: that. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody fucking cast Orlando Bloom as Redeemer, I want 15%. <laughs> 15. <laughs> yeah. That is... Seven and a half for me, seven and a half for Steven. So, <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: we are calling that shit. We are calling dibs on that.
0: Yes, this is the season for giving, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, giving, we're giving y'all ideas, giving us some money.
2: Uh, but uh, we will talk about we will talk about elves because we have a whole section about that. But what we will talk about first is we will talk about how this movie deals with Smaug and everything at the beginning. Okay, that's where we'll start because that's how the movie starts. is – Smaug is Smog fucking going ham on Lake Town and just fucking destroying the entire place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck with
0: the wrong uh Boseman.
2: Yeah, he fucked with the wrong bowman. But uh but yeah was
0: lucky Legolas left. Right. Oh yeah. Uh
2: but uh so it starts off here the whole thing with Bard the Bowman being a criminal slash uh, outcast, outcast slash being in jail. Being the captain of the guard who stands his ground with a small platoon of archers against the dragon wasn't dramatic enough. Will he get out of jail in time to fight a dragon? Uh, Will his son die a fiery death? By that time, I didn't care. Everything to do with the master of Lake Town and Alfred was ugh. These are not characters. They're caricatures. There is nothing redeeming about them. Their slapstick antics are stupid and and, and they are nothing to the story and were not funny. Uh, this is a directionless mess from start to finish that only got worse as the movie went on. From the opening sequence of Smaug having his revenge on Lake Town and Bard using his son as a makeshift aim for his bow, this simply uh, descended into a ridiculous, aimless shamble. Uh, picking up exactly where Desolation of Smaug left off, the dragon comes to his fiery end within 10 minutes of the film's beginning which only serves to highlight the terrible decision to split the film into three and make cuts where they did.
0: <laughs> okay, for one, it was 11 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two, Stephen Fry isn't funny. Come on. Are you fucking serious? He's
2: uh, the mayor or the master or whatever they want to call him. You know? He's like the mayor of Lake Town, Stephen basically. Stephen
0: Fry is a fucking treasure.
2: Yeah, he's awesome.
0: And he's great in this movie. Uh-huh. He makes you fucking hate him.
2: Oh yeah, he makes you hate him. He went full like Ric Flair heel mode in yeah, this movie.
0: and he is amazing. At
2: right, that. he's like he like fucking throws Alfred off, off the boat because it's like it's like we need to pick we need to pick up uh, speed. We need to drop weight. And he's, he's like, like, yeah, like, let's send some of the boom. gold over. And he was like, no, and he just Man, pushes Alfred into the water <laughs> like, bye bitch. There's some there's some extra yeah. weight we can he's save have for the those
0: gold. Those Weasley evil people. In this, because yeah. it, it's kind of reminiscent of um, what was uh, his name, Worm Tongue or whatever. Wormtongue? yeah. And uh, Lord of the Rings. And, yeah, he's uh, kind of
2: like the, the like he's sort of like Alfred's kind of like that character. Yeah, he he's he's, like he's a, pretty
0: a, much that same he's sort sweetly, of like a, he's like, like a
2: weasel that just he just tries to he just yeah. tries to skate by. He never really doesn't never has any courage. Never has any heart. Yeah. He always just go he always just kinda of follows whoever's in charge so that he can get all the advantages. Mm-hmm. That shit doesn't work with Bard because Bard sees right through it.
0: Yeah, he's like, I don't care about any of that. I don't want to be like he's like, Oh, the new master. He's like, I don't want to be a master. Oh no. You know, he's like, I just want what's okay. I to just want yeah, he's
2: like, I just want to make sure that these people have food and shelter. Like, yeah. you know. It's like he he doesn't give a He's shit one of fun,
0: the though. the best people in the movie as far as like Mor- morality. Moral you know. character. Yeah, moral yeah. character part is one of the best. And, you know, uh, Th- Thandriel is, isn't is a bad character. He just doesn't see life the same way because he's lived so long. Right. And when they're talking about dwarves, like in the, the bit that we played before, he doesn't consider their life valuable because he – you know, he's seen dwarves come and go.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's you know seen all kinds of. He's different like six
0: thousand years old. Yeah, I mean, he's so he's basically the epitome of jaded. But he's uh, just like you know, he'll die. Tomorrow or a year from now, a hundred years from now. He's like, I have it's a like, kingdom
2: to run. That's going to yeah, last I don't, longer than I don't care dwarves.
0: about any of those dwarves. They can all die. I don't care.
2: Yeah. it
0: is like, like oh, As long as my people live, they can all die, which is not a good way of thinking. But that's his way of thinking. That's at just this time. That's just. His but he is way of thinking he is woke whenever <laughs> Legolas kind of is like, hey, you know, you kill her. You got to kill me. And then he starts thinking about it. And then you see him go to war. Right, you know, because that is what leads him to go to war. Because he was going to leave. Right. But Legolas, kind of like, I'm going to fight this fight with her, and then he fought the fight. Like, yeah. like, and they fucking they destroyed people. He lost a lot of his kin, which uh, that that's really the big thing about him that so called makes people think he's evil because he won't ever sacrifice his people for a war. Right. Uh, but he did once, you know, three thousand years previous. Which was the war. <laughs>
2: yeah. That was the war for the ring. Yeah. That was
0: the war for the ring. He was there. And that's where he got the scars.
2: Right. But as far as, like, this goes, where you have uh, Smaug dying, it's like, you because it you can't just have Smaug just, like, running through, like, this whole movie or whatever and draw, like, them trying to fight him. Because the whole point the- of this movie is that after the dragon dies... The dwarves are like, okay, the dragon's dead. Erebor is ours. We've won. And then they're like, oh fuck, we have a mountain of gold in here, and we have all the riches of the dwarven kingdom. Fuck, we have to defend ourselves because now the orcs are coming. The elves are going to be showing up because then they're going to be like, hey, we own a piece. You know, we own a piece of that mountain too, because of debts that they, the, the dwarves owed them from the past, and you know, they've stolen things from the from the elves. That's why they have those those fucking jewels. You know. And and then Bard's like, look, you told Lake Town that you would give them a bit of the riches, you know, from the mountain. We just want what we're owed. You told us your words. You gave us your
0: word that and he if was like, we helped oh, we you to the mountain. We was forced to give that word, though. And yeah. he's like, so I'm not going to honor. And he was like, and he and it's was like, like you don't under your word, then, you know, they're, they they want to kill you. And it's like, let them come. And he's like. Okay. I mean,
2: if you want a whole fucking army of Mirkwood elves to like march up here and put arrows in your asses, then, you know, that's your fucking business. But it's like, but you, if you're supposed to be a King, you're basically acting like a piece of shit now because yeah. And that's the thing about like the way this works is that like Smaug is basically the only thing that is keeping anybody from fucking around with that mountain because he's been there for 60 years, basically after Dale fell and he took the mountain for himself He destroyed and ate as many dwarves as he could, and then basically all the dwarves left the kingdom, and he basically just slept in coins for 60 years because Smaug's like, yeah, nobody's going to come in here and fuck with me. And then when somebody does show up, uh, finally, and then he's like, okay, and then he decides like, well, you know what? I'm going to go fucking destroy Lake Town because I'm sick of these motherfuckers. They're the motherfuckers who helped him get in here. So, okay, I'm going to go destroy the town. And it's like that you immediately have to deal with Smaug as soon as you start this movie, because if you don't, none of this other shit's going to happen. The orcs will not go anywhere near that mountain with Smaug there.
0: Well, it's the longest action scene in any movie ever because there's 45 minutes of action. Right. Um, Which is great because, and the reason that it's 45 minutes is because in the, the, the books, it was all from Bilbo's point of view, but if we would have done this movie like, let's say, the the animated movie was or the cartoon, um, Bilbo would just be sitting up on top of the mountain watching everyone go to war and die. Right. That's what he does in that. This is actually, he's actually involved mm-hmm. in the process. He gets knocked out. Then you see it from other people's point of view. Then when he wakes up, the eagles. The eagles were originally the, the fifth army in the books. But they're not considered an army because they're, you know, Peter Jackson kind of has them as like a holy standard. Yeah. Like they they only you know they're kind of saviors. They're not part of an army. Yeah. Because let's be honest, from what you've seen, and somebody gets
2: hurt about the Eagles in the comments too.
0: Well, uh, (laughs) you want to get to that then? Um, Well, let's see. Where should we where
2: should we go next? Because I think. People who feel like that, to wrap up, I guess that part, people who felt that Smaug got killed too easily, he destroys all of Lake Town. Like, all there's of it. nothing left. It is basically just nothing but a bunch of burnt wood after he gets done with it. And the only reason that he's able to m- make that shot is because he's he's able to get just the right aim and he gets that black arrow into his chest, but he's only got one shot at that. Which is because Bard's a bad motherfucker.
0: He's Bard's able to a bad motherfucker, motherfucker, and his ancestor that 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 shot was what was it thirty years in the making because of his his father.
2: Or it was sixty years.
0: Sixty years in the making because, because his because,
2: ancestor fired that shot that broke one of his scales.
0: Yeah. So the death of Smaug took sixty years. Yeah. From the first shot that broke one of his scales to the second second shot that Bard hit.
2: And hit him in his organs, and and yeah, it it fucked him up.
0: And he had to use his son to shoot the arrow, but he knew, hey, I have to take this chance because if I can't shoot this arrow there, we're both dead anyway.
2: Right. And so he basically, because somebody was like, seriously, he used his son to help him aim, and it's like he doesn't really have anything else there. So it's like, why not? I mean, he had to improvise by putting the fucking, like, a because like, his bow got knocked in half, or got broken in half. There's a couple, there's two bows in this movie that get broken in half. Tario's yeah. bow, when Thranduil cuts it in half, and then the bow at the very beginning when Bard has his bow broken, he has to kind of, like, do, like, a sort of a makeshift thing with what's left of that tower. And then basically just using his son as the... Uh, as the thing to get the right angle and everything, and he gets just enough on that arrow to get it into Smaug's belly. I feel like, like if
0: Legolas was there, he would have somehow got on top of Smaug and like shot him in the head. Ah,
2: uh, possibly. <laughs> or he what he, what might have happened is he you know because he does like jumping onto things. That's what uh, I'm saying. Like when he, he lands, probably got, he probably would have gotten like head. maybe daggers or something. Yeah, would have gotten like into one of the scales. And irritated Smaug enough that it lowered him and then Bard could hit him with the black arrow. Because as soon as Bard hits him with that black arrow, he's done. He tries to keep flying, but it's too painful and he he basically just dies in air. And I also thought it was pretty funny too when Smaug dies, he actually kills the master too. (laughs) He falls right on top of the master and his goons and falls on top of all the money that he's like. He's in the boat with all the coins and all the Mm -hmm. money and the jewels from the town and this fucking smug falls directly on him. And it's like, see, that's what you get for being an asshole. You get fucking destroyed by a dragon. (laughs) But, uh, uh, so the, so the, uh, next section, I guess we'll go to, uh, let's see, I'll save the one about the ending for the, like when we actually get to the end. Um, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, who does that? Right. Uh, so okay, so we'll do we'll do this one. Uh, this one's a little bit of a smaller one, and then I guess after this part, we'll we'll go ahead and take our first break. But um, people just had like just issues with some of the actors in this movie for some reason, and I'm like, this is like a fucking amazing cast, and people just were were just like had issues with it for some reason. Like who? Well, I'll go ahead and read it. So it says. Uh, well, they thought that the, the characters were done wrong. I'll, I'll put it that way.
0: Of course they did. Uh, they, but, they're, they're the writers of this book.
2: Right, yeah. So they would know what Tolkien intended, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, Our beloved uh, uh, Bilbo Baggins is reduced to a secondary character of no weight or meaning, as soon uh, uh, within, was soon a small quibble compared to the elf-centric nonsense which ensued. Nearly every big-name actor in the film collects around two minutes of screen time, everyone from uh, Kate Blanchett to, to Connolly, and most of them feel as if they're going through the motions. Blanchett, in particular, is given a very cringeworthy part, and I hope she was paid well. An unrecognizable and CGI-heavy Billy Connolly gives probably the least inspired performance in the film of, uh, as Dane, whose role is heavily reduced, that it probably doesn't matter. Ryan Gage as Alfred... Is also painfully and unnecessary, unnecessary and inspired uh, that he brings down the movie with every scene that he appears in. Each of the film's deaths is an anticlimactic and, and, and change is anticlimactic and changed for the worse. Uh, there were main characters dying. Oh, true. Well, who cares? Wow.
0: Um, <laughs> we all cared, and uh, those all all the actors in this movie is. It's great. I mean,
2: but it's like the people who are like, uh, and well, there is a section where it goes more into detail about Lady Galadriel and and Saruman being in this because I have a whole I have a whole section about some of that stuff. But for people in this movie that are like, well, her part was like cringeworthy in this. It's like, no. If anything, Kate Blanchett, anytime she shows up on the screen, she fucking has a commanding presence because she's Galadriel. Like she is. She is one of the most badass people yeah. in that world because of how powerful she is. You know, that's why they have somebody like Kate Blanchett to play her because she has that she has a grace to her, but she also hears like she also has like a fierceness when like Galadriel uses like some part of her power, you're like fuck, she is she is scary, especially like when she's tempted by the power of the ring. And some of her power starts to leak out in Lord of the Rings. And she knows that she would be just an unstoppable monster with a ring like that. She, There's no way she could wield the power of that thing because of the power she already has. And then I mean, it would
0: be unchecked. I mean, look, I mean, in this movie, she defeats Sauron. Right. In this movie alone, she she casts him out. Right. He has to go hide in Mordor. Right. So that, that's where he goes to hide for the next 60 years, mm-hmm. you know, because of her, like, because he defeated Gandalf and he was, um, uh, defeating, uh, Saruman, uh, and he, Elrond was, well, he was kind of kicking everybody's ass. Like the, the Elrond was going in. on, he, people, Yeah. So. He, he was going, he <laughs> was, he was kicking all the race ass or whatever the, that was yeah, around the, the yeah,
2: I guess it would be the ring race before they the, become the race. Yeah, yeah. they're the the, the In the their race. original forms, yeah.
0: Yeah, they were coming after him, and he was just kicking their asses. But, you know, um, Saruman was kind of getting his ass kicked. And then Gladriel was just like, I have to save Gandalf or Mithranji.
2: Mithrandelia. Yeah,
0: and she uses the light that she ends up giving Frodo to cast him out that she, she kind of like brings it to like super saiyan power. I always say that when that scene happens, I was like, she just goes full fucking super saiyan. Right. Like, she's just like, you get the fuck out of here. That's pretty much what she's saying. (laughs) She's like, you need to go or I will fucking destroy you. Mm -hmm. That's what it kind of seems like she was doing in that scene to me. And he's like, I'm gone because I'm not power enough to fight her right now.
1: Yeah. Not right like these
0: guys. Like I could probably kill right here.
1: Yeah.
0: Are corrupt. She, he, does, he does corrupt one of them right he gets there. Saruman, yeah. Yeah, he corrupts Saruman right there. Uh, not Gandalf or Elrond. Thank God, because if he would have got like the th- that trio, it would have just been over. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> book's over. <laughs> book's over. Yeah. But yeah, he got one because I think he got into his head and promised him something right then and there, and that's why it was like, "I'll deal with him," and he never did. He just kind
2: of was corrupted by him. Well, okay. So since we're talking about that, we'll go ahead and do that. We'll go and do this part. Cause the other one was kind of a smaller thing about, you know, people, you know, bitching, shitting about on the, Alfred and stuff like that. Like the character of Alfred, that's it's like,
0: a great character. I, 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 like, mean, I like that. they. Have but he's, the little, but
2: he's another weasel character that you're weasel like, characters. he's there to show a lesson that like, you know, he doesn't have any integrity. He has no bravery. He basically just tries to skate through life. And he's one of those,
0: Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. exactly. <laughs> He's the Middle Earth Tom Brady. Middle Earth Tom Brady. Fuck right. Boston. Fuck yeah, it. come on. Come yeah, on. do
2: something. What are you gonna do? Actually, we <laughs> we do love Dunkin' Donuts, so don't. We, we're okay with that. We like part Mark of Wahlberg too. Though, we like so. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's cool. Yeah. So we other don't parts of Boston you. can get fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, but since we're talking about Elrond and Lady Galadriel and Saruman, people fucking hated that they're in this movie. <laughs>
0: I love they were in this movie. So any movie uh, that so, has Kate C- Blanchett in it I'm down. Right,
2: yeah. Kate Blanchett could basically just do. She could just do a two-hour movie about you know making like a, a rocking horse out of wood, and you're yeah. like, this is when fucking she's like, I'm making
0: a rocking horse out of wood, and I'm like, man, this I is how good. many Oscars she's gonna oh, win? Yeah, this is shit.
2: gonna be like at least two Oscars, right?
0: yeah <laughs> uh but it's, it's
2: so it says uh most unforgivingly this film pathetically pretends to be lord of the rings we first see hints of it when Saruman, galadriel and elron storm into Dol der and galadriel reprises her role as the green witch from fellowship but it becomes far more blatant later on um battle of the five armies uh blatantly steals the Lord of the Rings Oscar winning score. And it recreates key scenes from the two towers, but replaces them. Uh, the, but it replaces the terrifying Urukai with generic CGI, uh, computer generated white dwarfs or white orcs. Sorry. It sends Legolas off to find
0: Aragorn. Which I was makes about no to say, sense. aren't all doors white? No, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't see any black doors. That's some kind of weird racism, isn't it? Um, but uh, let's see. It says uh, it sends Legolas off to find Aragorn, which makes no sense. And the final scene is literally taken uh, word for word from The Fellowship of the Ring. The Lord of the Rings trilogy features some of the best cinematic deaths ever: Boromir, Theoden, the Witch King, the Cave Troll, uh, the Balrog slash Gandalf fight in the Mines of Moria. None of these fare even close. The orcs which are not entirely computer generated are no longer compelling or realistic and they are seemingly more uh, seemingly significantly more fearsome than they are in the Lord of the Rings movies. It takes what the audience understands about Middle-earth and makes it bigger in a completely childish overextension of the original story to make things even more epic. Were worms and enormous bats these don't exist in the, in the larger and more climactic battle in Lord of the Rings, but sure, they existed back then, right? Sure, Jackson also turns characters into absolutely ridiculous flat caricatures. The most egregious uh, change of all, the White Council versus the Necromancer sequence. Gandalf and the Council did not know that the Necromancer was in fact Sauron until well into Lord of the Rings. But here in The Hobbit, everyone knows that Sauron has returned. So how can they be so surprised in Lord of the Rings? Gandalf knows Sauron has returned, but waits to the last possible moment to research the magic ring and confront Sauron. If Gandalf knows Sauron has returned and he knows Bilbo has a magic ring, why can't he put two and two together?
0: Well, okay. So for one, (laughs) he knows that Bilbo has something. He doesn't know exactly what.
2: He has a magic ring, but not... The magic ring, the one ring. Who
0: would think that Bilbo had the one ring?
2: The one ring to rule them all. Nobody knows where that ring has been. It's been lost.
0: They have no clue when the enemy is going to return. They know that he was banished. And Gandalf assumes that Saruman went and took care of it and drew him, you know, further back, like probably thousand years from returning. Right, Because he's a powerful wizard, and then Saruman was banished from that area, and he figured, you know, our, uh, Sauron was ban- banished from that area, and Saruman was supposed to take care of it. Right. But he didn't. He was corrupted instead, so he ate it in the early return of him
2: mm-hmm.
0: coming back.
2: Because uh, he mean, used some of his power to try and help build the Urukai army, and yeah. and to like basically give Sauron an army that he could use to go, you know, kill men.
0: Yeah, so Gandalf probably wasn't even thinking that that would be something that would return that he'd have to worry about for a long long time. Right,
2: because, because Sauron says that he's going to go deal yeah, with it personally. The head
0: wizard, the leader of all the wizards says he's going to go take care of it personally. Instead, he's corrupted by it and he joins the side the right. Most powerful wizard in Middle Earth joins the side of evil.
2: That's why everybody's surprised because
0: he's able Gandalf,
2: to- Elrond, Galadriel. They all thought because Galadriel's like, "Look, I banished him away from from Dol You know, I basically drove him off." And then I know Sauron went to go confront him again to try to deal with him uh, before he could gain full so, strength. Yeah, so he's so either done like, he's or done. like
0: this is like thousands of years away. He'll he
2: maybe never regain his full strength. So right. he's not that thing, nothing to worry about. And then all of a sudden, when it's revealed in Lord of the Rings that no, this is for real Sauron and he's gaining power, they're like, what? Yeah, I mean,
0: even Elrond's like, how did he gain power? Like I, um, you can even see it where people were like, how did he gain power? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gladio, with like how did he gain power and then stuff like that and then you finally get to where you know you, you find out like well the wizard that's the most powerful wizard in Middle-, Middle Earth has betrayed us all right and that's why he's able to come back so soon
2: because he had Saruman's help
0: yeah because yeah the most powerful wizard in Middle Earth is mm-hmm. basically the anti Gandalf right he's bringing the evil back into the world while Gandalf's trying, trying to push it out of push the way yeah so and, it's pretty easy to understand if you're a Lord of the Rings fan or a fan of any of the books, really. In movie form, you do have to change some things because it's this thing called plot. Right. And, um, you. You some don't, don't know what the fuck that is. You don't get the opportunity to um, use words as much to describe things in movies because it's visual, uh, you know, uh, instead of... You know, literature. So you have to change some things and you have to make them where they can, you know, pop out. And if you don't like any of the Lord of the Rings movies, I mean, chances are you're probably not going to like these because he did change some things about Lord of the Rings too whenever he did it. But it's only because it's like, well, putting that on screen wouldn't make any sense because of the overall story that I'm trying to do. So I'm gonna put it on screen like this instead. Right. And um that's how that's how movies are made, kids. So mixing in some
2: of these things like the the scenes with Sauron and Galadriel and Elrond and like all that kind of stuff, it's like because that's sort of like this like sort of festering subplot that kind of like lingers beneath the th- everything that's going on with the dwarves and them trying to reach the mountain and Smaug and that because that's the main thing that you're focused on, but these side stories are basically like Peter Jackson like okay I'm creating a little bit of a bridge here from this movie to Lord of the Rings so by the time okay. if you sit down and watch all six movies because this is basically like the, how the prequels are to the original Star Wars. Lord of the Rings is like original Star Wars. It it takes place at its own time, right. and then and you have the prequels, the prequels that go back and they fill in the backstory and the history. People mystery.
0: always hate prequels.
2: People always hate prequels because they're like, well, you know how this doesn't make sense with the stuff that comes after, and you know you have to like, you know, people are like, you got to retcon a whole bunch of shit because you're trying to make it fit with movies that you never intended to, you know, make prequels for and stuff like that. Because people always complained about that with George Lucas, that like he. He retcon stuff and it's like, you know, how can Leia remember something about her mom when she was basically just newly born? And her mother died, you know, within 20 minutes of her being born and all this kind of stuff. And it's like she can sense her through the force. OK, what else she got? <laughs> you know, it's like because she even says like images, feelings like she can sense that stuff because she is force sensitive. But it's like in this movie, people are like. Why the fuck is Elrond here? Why the fuck is Sauron here? Why the fuck is Galadriel here?
0: It's like, why do you think they wouldn't be there? Do you think they would just be like chilling at home? Be like, oh yeah, all that fucked up shit's happened in the world? Well, I'm going to just like chill.
2: I'm just going to go chill over here and eat cheese. We're (laughs)
0: we're supposed to be like the fucking, you know, most powerful and the guardians of Middle Earth, but we're just going to sit this one out. Yeah. This was written before the Lord of the Rings, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. If um Tolkien would have thought of it, he definitely would have put these characters in it. Right. So that's what Peter Jackson did.
2: But that's the thing. Every time you have these movies like this, everything is based on the context of the time. Peter Jackson, having directed an entire trilogy for Lord of the Rings, was like, you know what? That made when a billion gets, dollars. Yeah, when I get it when I get an opportunity to make the Hobbit movies, you know, he's like, I want there's a lot of things that I want to be able to put in to help bridge the, the two stories together it was
0: an mcu type scenario
2: yeah and it's all connected yeah and that's the thing it's like you know he's always big about world building and about having everything you know fit this larger overall story so by the time you get if you had started off with the hobbit movies by the time you get to return of the king and you see bilbo finally or frodo return back to the shire with sam and you know he's got you know Merry and Pippin there, and Gandalf shows up to see him and stuff like that. You you have went over two enormous fucking journeys based around two hobbits. Mm-hmm. The the two most important people probably ever in the history of this world were two fucking hobbits, Bilbo Three and hobbits. Frodo. Three
0: hobbits. Three
2: hobbits. If you include Sam, okay, you gotta include that.
0: Sam. You gotta include Sam. Three hobbits. Yes. But uh,
2: but it's like Lord of the Rings is always told, you know, from the perspective of Frodo, basically. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest. We even said before, you know, Sam is a real MVP because if it wasn't for Samwise,
0: he would have failed
2: bailing him out and coming back and not letting Frodo's bullshit get to
0: him. And and in Sean Austin cry scenes, He, he was the greatest for the cry scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I, like, I told he's Mr. crying, I'm crying, we're all crying. <laughs> this movie is fucking emotional. Yeah. I told him I would never leave you. And Mr. Frodo, I don't mean to.
2: Yeah, and you're I like, don't mean
0: to, and you're like, <laughs> you're
2: like, fuck, man, fuck, Sam. Yeah, i not- total <laughs> asshole, to you, Sam, and you still hung in there with this motherfucker Should've because you wouldn't give up on the mission. And instead, you save would.
0: him from his fucking spider. You kill a bunch of fucking orcs. You save his life. Then you take him to Mordor. You help him defeat the fucking golem. And then you throw the fuck, you know, let him throw the ring in the fucking fire. And then you fucking save the world. I mean, he is a huge character in this movie.
2: Yeah. like So we'll, we'll, say, we'll say three hobbits basically three hobbits. changed history. Because you had Bilbo basically was one of the main reasons that the dwarves were able to succeed and take Erebor. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, basically started to change the world there. And then you have Frodo and Sam during Lord of the Rings that basically take the ring to Mordor. Yeah. And they defeat Sauron. Defeat Sauron by destroying (laughs) his power, you know? Yeah.
0: They defeat Sauron. Yeah. Sam Wise, Galmji, and Frodo Baggins.
2: Yep. And so. It's uh it's interesting when you look at it from that kind of perspective because of just how how much these movies are, like the Hobbit characters are usually seen as like inconsequential and they don't mes- they don't necessarily have anything to do with these overall stories. But when they become involved and it becomes their story, they start to care, especially right. Bilbo. like Bilbo, especially in this movie, when he sees what's going on with Thorin, he will not give him the Arkenstone. Stone. He
0: just he goes and gives it to Thranduil. Yeah, yeah. he ends
2: up giving it to like a Thranduil and he was and like, Bard. "Why would
0: you give me that?" And he was like, "Because I see what it would do to him."
2: Yeah, and, and it he would was destroy. Like, Thorin. I'm not
0: giving it to you because I won't. I want you to have it. I'm giving it to you because Thorin's my friend.
2: And I don't want to see him become become you know greedy like Smaug was.
0: Yeah, and they're like, if Thorin knows what you've done, you know, he'll kill you. He's like, I'm not afraid of Thorin. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and he tells him, he tells him on the mountain, he was like, I was gonna give it to you, I was going to. Mm-hmm. He was like, but I took it as my share. I didn't steal it. Yeah, he was like, and it was like your share. You have no claim on this. Yeah, you and, have no claim to the to and the, to he the was king's jewel. Like, he was like, I was gonna give it to you, but you have changed. Yeah. You have a sickness, and I wasn't going to let it consume me. He's like, throw him over or whatever, and then Gandalf's like, Thorin. You know, he's like, you will not hurt my burglar. Yeah, it's like if you don't want him, you will give him back.
2: Right, <laughs> and because he even says something to the effect of like, you know, this is, you know, the the he says something about like, you know, this is the behavior of the, of the king under the mountain. Yeah, this is the, what you. have This become. is what
0: you've become. Yeah, Thorne, son of Thrain. Yes, Thorn, son of Thrain. Yeah, <laughs> Thorn, son of Thrain and the he's kind of like the looking at it and was it what is it uh, Bilfor or whatever? He's like go, go, Bilbo.
2: Yeah.
0: Man, <laughs> isn't it Bilfor? Or it's a,
2: b- a Bomber. Bomber. Yeah. He's okay. like the he's like the, the 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 fatter one with like the red the red uh, mustache. Oh,
0: I thought I thought it was the one with the hat that told him to go.
2: Oh, that's Biffa. Is
0: Biffa. Biffa. Yeah. Biffa. Okay. Yeah, I thought it, he was the one that was like go, Bilbo. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it was the
2: one with, with the hat. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, we'll go ahead and we'll take a break here. Then when we come back, we're going to, we're going to talk more about some L's because holy fuck do people hate themselves some L's. Before
0: we go, uh, what do you call a hobbit party?
2: A hobbit party? Uh,
0: a little get together. A little get together. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> now for our break. Uh,
2: okay. So we'll go ahead and take a break and then, uh, we come back. We're going to talk about some elves, and then we're going to talk about the uh, epic ending of this movie. That's right. So, yeah, it's going to buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride.
0: On the inside, you are innocence
1: personified, and I will track you down and
0: sell you out. Run
1: away! I am cold like December snow. I have got this soul made of stone. And I will turn you down, It's turn you off. It was my the darkness, I'm the light. It's right in the dark skies. What have this become, now that I've betrayed, There was, the and pushed them all away. And I have been a friend, to listen in my mind. Is there something left
0: for me to me my life? And we're back. That, that was, was Judas by Fozzy. Yep. Yeah. That's, Chris uh, Jericho's band. The Ayatollah. Of, of Rock and Roller. roller. Uh, you guys, really check out his band. He's really, really good. Um
2: Even if you're not like into wrestling or you don't know shit about Chris Jericho, it's a pretty good band. Yeah, like, like, they make
0: good music. Going into the, to it blind just as a good rock band. Yeah, especially uh, if you is, like
2: old school, like 80s style hair metal bands and stuff like that,
0: 80s, 90s style rock. Yeah, you can you
2: can find this enjoyable, I think.
0: Uh, here, Here's something interesting. Why are most hobbits good guys? Uh, <laughs> because uh, they don't look down on people. Uh, okay, <laughs> that was like other people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> wow okay <laughs> so so are the are these like uncle bilbo jokes like we had uncle owen jokes and the oh yeah, yeah star yeah, wars yeah. uh prequels it's like uncle bilbo jokes okay well
0: i'll go ahead and do one more before we do it i'm gonna save the best one for last towards the end of the episode but okay. I'll go ahead and do one more what do you call a hobbit eating chicken um lord of the wings lord of the wings <laughs> okay
2: okay <laughs> wow okay <laughs> damn okay uh,
0: all right let's get to the next comment
2: okay so uh one of the things we love about the lord of the rings movies is uh we love the elves uh especially legolas <laughs> yeah <laughs> because legolas is the shit um this and these movies especially because you have you have tariel involved as well it's mm-hmm. like tariel is awesome and she's a really cool addition to to the universe basically because she's like a She's a character that we don't really see that much of that's just like a regular elf that's like fighting along with somebody like Legolas who's actually a prince and stuff.
0: The only uh, thing that'd be sexier than uh, Evangeline Lily as an elf is Emma Stone as an elf.
2: Emma Stone as an elf? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be the only thing sexier, but yeah.
2: But that hasn't happened, so.
0: Or Orlando Bloom as an elf, of course. Right, yeah. That's, that just takes the cake. He, he is the sexiest. He is the yeah. sexiest. <laughs> He's the number one sexiest. He's very sexy. How much? Very sexy. How much? <laughs> How much? Uh,
2: <laughs> bring some boring up in here. It'd be like, uh, you'll be number one gigolo in Kazakhstan.
0: <laughs> it's like, what? I'm yeah. a Linda Bloom. Oh, yeah. Number one gigolo. Number one gigolo. Let me pay you. <laughs> um that's <laughs> but
2: uh but uh there's people who watch these that are like fuck these elves <laughs> as much as we happen to like these characters uh there's people like in the comments that that hate these elves so it's just well it's, it's like we have to talk about this like every time we talk about the you know anytime we have a lord of the rings type movie or that universe with elves in it Somebody has to be butthurt and listen to comments about how much they hate the L's in these movies.
0: Well, the so, haters are very rampant. They're they're spreading the black between the trees, right? And we're trying our best to defeat it,
2: right? Exactly. So we're basically we're the we're the Gandalfs of of, of podcasting
0: because we're trying yeah. to
2: we're trying to put the light say that's back very in the world. accurate.
0: Yeah, yeah. You so, shall not pass. Yeah, you shall not pass, and you will not. Yeah. So, Buckle
2: up. Yeah, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is a monopoly, bitch. Yeah, monopoly, bitch.
2: Um, but uh, so I'll go ahead and start it with this. So it says uh, Legolas in this movie is breaking even more laws of physics. Seriously, that dude must be a god or something. He jumps like 30 meters onto a giant troll, which is about 7 meters tall itself, sticks a knife in its brain, mind controls him to knock down a tower, which later becomes a bridge in which you will fight another giant orc, which is Bulg uh, which will almost die, uh, like 123 times. And then at the end die once and for all, <laughs> it's like, LOL, JK, he survived, but knows now he did die. And LOL, we're happy. Oh no, he survived anyway. Okay. Now Legolas killed him. <laughs> Legolas is also killing orcs with Mexican wrestling moves as well. <laughs> yeah, man, that, 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 that uh, spinning head scissors really fucked that one dude up. Um, uh
0: legolas in these movies is basically he did, he did the 619
2: yeah exactly yeah, almost Off yeah the it, ropes. Was, it was like a it was like a like a spinning head scissors it was almost it wasn't quite a hurricane rana but it was like it was like a spinning head scissors though um but so cool. yeah it's still pretty <laughs> badass to see him do that in a movie and then like reach over and grab the breast of that like tower that's kind of a makeshift bridge um, but it says, uh, Legolas in these movies is basically a video game character with god mode cheek cones turned on. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Thranduil, the bourgeois blue-blood elf king riding an elk, uh, which is also an elk that can impale eight orcs at once so that Thranduil can conveniently decapitate the orcs with one sword swing. Ridiculous. That's pretty badass. Finally, we have the love story between Tariel and Keely, the worst idea Peter Jackson ever came up with.
0: It wasn't his idea.
2: Killy dies trying to save her. What? A love story which feels awfully forced and pointless. Seriously, who cares? Why does it hurt so much? Because it was real. Ugh. All this melodrama for an elf girl that is not in the book. Legolas even stands up to his father in Toriel's defense. The Prince of Mirkwood has no problem challenging his father, the king, over some dwarf-loving elf girl that he cannot marry because of her low class in elven society. Ridiculous.
0: Okay, for one, the <laughs> thing between Tariel and the dwarf was the studio. That is a fact. Peter Jackson and uh, Evangeline Lilly both said that, that they did not like the idea of that. that uh, Peter Jackson was going to make it a love story. Well, no, but Peter Jackson was going to make it a love story between the dwarf and Tariel. And then they wanted to add Legolas into the love story. And Peter Jackson was like, that doesn't make any sense because Legolas wouldn't do that. Yeah. But they wanted to add him in there where he's like a jealous background elf or something. I don't know. (laughs) Doesn't that part didn't make any sense, but that was the studio and that's barely in anything. Right. Um, Really?
2: They they played this about it. I mean, Peter Jackson was like, I'll let you have some of that. But I'm not gonna make it like a quite Where like Legolas a romantic is trying love. Trying to
0: fight, yeah. For her, he's just kind of like, you know, hey, you have a duty, yeah. You know, to the kingdom,
2: yeah, and you or to res- me you responsi- specifically, yeah. You have a responsibility to help out. Your interest in the dwarf might sometimes distract you from that, and so that's yeah. kind of how Legolas, Legolas about is it. like.
0: Take your leave of the dwarf now. Yeah. You know, because she's, like, talking to the dwarf, and she was about to go with him, and then she, like, stops, and she was, like, my lord Legolas. Uh-huh. And he was, like, take your leave with the dwarf now. You're needed elsewhere. Right. And then she goes with him, mm-hmm. and then that's, you know, a little bit later is whenever, you know, she runs into um, Thranduil, and um, she's, like, you won't run from this or whatever, and he was, like... You know, the the dwarves will be slaughtered. And he was like, so? <laughs> That's you know? the clip you played that was the yeah, intro. The yeah, the intro. He's like, so? I mean, today, tomorrow, a year from now, a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, they're going to die.
1: And I'm and still going to be here.
0: And I'm still going to be here. And then she pulls the bow on him. Yeah. And then he's like, like, looking at her like... You know, are you kidding? Are you fucking crazy? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, you think your life's worth more than theirs or whatever? And then he's pretty much like, yeah, Uh pretty much. And he breaks the bow and then puts the sword on her, or whatever. And he's like, that's not love and all that kind of stuff. And then. Yeah, it's like anything you think you have for that
2: dwarf is not love. It's just misguided.
0: Yeah, it's just misguided. And then you hear the clash where Legolas knocks the sword down or whatever and he was like you kill her you'll have to kill me too yeah and Andrew kind of puts his head down and then legolas just walks off and he's like come on we have some fucking yeah orcs to kill we have some <laughs>
2: shit we, gotta do. we gotta go to into bed
0: yeah we have some fucking orcs to kill let's yeah. go fucking kill some shit right and we're the, here to fuck shit up
2: yeah we're here to fuck shit they, they they show up at the fortress and it's like we're here to fuck shit up but
0: uh, <laughs> the only thing I thought that should have been added that did not happen in this movie is a kill count contest between Legolas and uh, Tarion, Tarion. And Legolas. I think that they should have added that, but that was that's just me.
2: That's just I think, but I think they should have preserved that to be just a I guess Gimli so. versus Legolas yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but, but I would but, have liked to know a count. I would have liked to know one. If you guys know the count, if you guys are like that into it, that you want to count the people. Send the numbers to us at beyondthehateyahoo.com. Right, because that would be very interesting to see how many, how many kills each, Toriel yeah. has compared to Legolas, and put Thandriel in that because I think he slaughtered quite a few motherfuckers. Thandriel like, would towards be in third end. place,
2: but you'd be interested to see how yeah. many he kills. On screen that we know of, you compared
0: know. to Samwise, by the way, though, because he oh yeah, no, slaughters- Samwise went ham on he- some orcs. He, did. <laughs> he fucking slaughtered. He fucking worse. <laughs> Samwise was being a gardener who knew how to fucking yeah. use weapons, man. Well, he knew how to protect his friends. Like that, that was his thing. He was like yeah. the most loyal character. Or he was—he was a gardener,
2: not a farmer. My bad. Yeah,
0: he wasn't a farmer. He was a gardener. He wasn't that high skill yet.
2: Right. Um. What he was good at was. Planting fucking orcs into the ground. I was good at that. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's fucking slaughtered some orcs. Um, That's why I'll never play as an orc on Skyrim. Right, <laughs> these things are garbage. Oh
2: man, it's just like they don't really have much to do in the story either. But uh, the thing for me about about these about these people who who always complain about the elves. I think that because uh, everybody's always like, oh, Peter got the L's wrong. He has them do sh- He has him do shit they can't do. Like there was the, there's one section that I, I meant to copy and I had I had kind of forgotten where I found it and I couldn't go back and copy it again. But somebody was complaining about how when the tower or the makeshift bridge is like collapsing, and Legolas is able to kind of like jump up the bricks and get back up, right. And somebody was like, "Okay, so apparently Legolas can just break physics because that doesn't make any sense." Yeah, can, it's so. like you do know that Legolas is like the most light-footed elf probably ever. Like dwells uh, elves are extremely light on their feet. That's why they don't they don't tracks in snow. That's
0: um, why they can sneak up on spiders. That's why they
2: can sneak up on things because they're basically they're you know like if they were in Skyrim, their sneak skill would be a hundred, right? Like you would you would never hear them. You'd never see them. You just get an arrow and you need to be done, you know, because yeah. of their how, how light footed they are. And Legolas is probably the most light footed of all of them. So that's why he can do stuff like that, because he he basically has like a jumping ability that you know, like you don't really see all the other elves doing.
0: I mean, he was right up on Tario before she realized he was there. Right, yeah. And she's supposed to be like the, the, the King's Guard. She's or the like captain that. of
2: the King's Guard. Like yeah. she
0: protects <laughs>
2: She protects the kingdom and the
0: gate. <laughs> <laughs> if Legolas was going to assassinate his father. He would be dead before Tarly even knew he was there. <laughs> right, that's one
2: of the reasons why Thranduil is probably like, if I piss Legolas off, he would probably kill me, and I would never see him. I would I'd never, never see even him. Know he's I there. would just
0: be standing there, arrow in head. I'm <gasps> dead. I'm dead. <gasps> Fuck. Then Legolas he just got goes me. and sits in my chair and shit. And just Imagine
2: goes. playing hide and go
0: seek with Legolas. You'd never fucking find him. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, you win. I really, I really, I, I just really you want you to know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> you win, man. Stop shooting the
2: arrows, man. It's kind of pissing me off. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like because everybody wants to feel like they're like they're they're breaking the laws of physics with with Legolas. Like even the thing where he gets the uh, the dagger into the into the troll's neck, and he's like kind of controlling him. And well, stuff. well, the
0: thing about the laws of physics, whenever you're talking about a movie online, is um this is a fantasy movie. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have to explain that
2: this shit doesn't exist. It's a fantasy.
0: So the laws of things really don't exist here in Middle Earth. Uh so th- you know, this isn't Earth Earth. This is Middle Earth. Yeah. Um They can also do fucking
2: magic in these
0: movies. Yeah. Nobody I mean, says
2: like, well, Gandalf can't do that with spells. It's like I've never that, been
0: able to do it with my wicked spells, so why can Gandalf? It's yeah, like it's like because it's a fucking fantasy world. It's a fantasy world. Like, I'm not like, hey, i never absorbed a soul of a dragon, so that shit doesn't exist. It's like, That's no, bullshit. it doesn't exist. That's why I'm playing a video game. Right. Because none of this shit exists. So you're talking about the laws of physics. What's the next? It's like, well, Darwinism says that orcs really can't exist because that's not a part of the evolutionary process. It's like, yeah, they really can't exist. But that's why this is awesome because this is fucking fantasy,
2: right? Do you want to go to uh? Every time you go to a movies, do you want to see everything that's just super hyper realistic and nothing ever looks like a no. fantasy? No, because you know what? You know what we actually do in real life. We fucking live in real life. When I watch a movie that has cool shit like swords and magic and dragons and shit, I don't want to see shit that looks real. I want to see shit that looks like a fucking fantasy movie. Exactly. You're watching movies wrong if you're sitting there and you're thinking like, "Well, it's like, well, can smoke uh, actually breathe that much fire? Like, how much could his lungs actually hold?" That breaks the
0: walls of physics. It's like, yeah, and dragons don't exist. What's your fucking point? Right. Yeah.
2: Legolas bricks the laws of physics because he can jump on uh, bricks as they're falling and, and actually push up on them. And it's like, he's yeah. a fucking elf. You Elf's know who magical. else can jump
0: on bricks and defy gravity? Fucking Vin Diesel in The Fast and the Furious. No one bitches about that. Yeah. It's he's like, fucking uh, immortal. He's right. basically an elf. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it's like people just get so aggravated with like how like they feel like like legolas is in god mode and it's like look legolas has existed for a long time and And he
0: is basically god he really is he's impossible to kill
2: right i mean because he doesn't die and and you know in any of the stories i mean that i don't only sean
0: bean dies
2: right boromir yeah and, and thing he is him. an
0: amazing character. I mean, he's one of like the most memorable characters in all yeah. of the Lord of the Rings. I
2: mean, one of the most popular memes of all time is the one does not simply walk, walk into, into Mordor, Lord, you know, yeah, with the, like, you with know the, doing the ring thing. The dude's so awesome. Like he created a fucking meme. Like meme culture probably started with, with that John shit, Bean, with yeah. Sean Bean
0: because then Boromir. it went over to Game of Thrones with, uh, yeah,
2: you know. Yeah, it's like, it, <laughs> but. Uh, I think the the thing is about about these though is that like Legolas comes up with shit in these movies that you're like, that is fucking clever. Like when he when he realizes that he needs to bridge that gap to get over to where Tariel is, so he ends up like taking that troll, jamming that dagger into its neck, and is basically just kind of like, Well, I'm gonna fucking make this thing destroy, like knock the tower over, create something like a bridge, and I'm gonna fucking get over there to her. Basically, the reason why Legolas feels like he's overpowered like a character in a game is because he's playing chess on like three dimensions and you're on two.
0: Exactly. He's thinking he's about... fucking Spock.
2: Yeah. Basically, yeah. He's kind of like, like an elven Spock. He even has the ears and everything.
0: Yeah, Ears you know? and everything. Because so, that's what basically Vulcans are. They're just elves.
2: They're kind of like elves, but from a different planet. But right. super big into logic.
0: Yeah. Like elves.
2: Yeah, I guess to a degree, yeah.
0: Like Thandriel is yeah. really, he only does the logical choice. Like, I'm not gonna let my people die, I'm going to leave.
2: Yeah. Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> exactly.
0: So it's like a Cartman and Spock logic. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what if, did you ever think you'd say that sentence ever in your life? Cartman and, no, and Spock No, but I feel
0: I, I feel complete now that I said it. Right. Like that just feels like the greatest combination of anything. Cartman and <laughs> Spock and Cartman. I mean, you know, <laughs> Huh? You know, you get pro by alien while you're also an alien. Right. <laughs> uh, first episode of South Park, he gets Pro by aliens and he's like has like a whole satellite in his asshole. <laughs> he's a kid. Right. Uh,
2: yeah, that's pretty disturbing. <laughs> this, is, this
0: is the shit Trey Parker and Matt Stone write. Yeah. You guys like- should be lucky they didn't write this movie. You guys should just celebrate. Like, at least Trey Parker and Matt Stone didn't write The Hobbit. Right. <laughs> because there would be like some like fucking intense makeout scenes, some big dicks, probably some type of crazy sport.
2: Some kind of, you know, like Radagast, like weird porn or something. Some heavy
0: bashing of whatever religion you think you like the most. That's right. the one they bash. Yeah. Um, fucking Gandalf probably would have been played by like fucking... Kevin Spacey or something. Oh god. <laughs> oh man.
2: Now Gandalf just likes hanging out with hobbits. He doesn't hanging out. He doesn't like hanging out with boys. But anyway.
0: <laughs> yep, Gandalf is not a race rape rapist. <laughs> Racist <laughs> or rapist. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to figure out the right word for Kevin Spacey. I can't decide on it. Right. You guys, uh you guys help me decide. Right, yeah. yeah.
2: You decide. Um, but yeah.
0: Uh, oh, we 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 have a Twitter somewhere. Um, I forget what it's called. <laughs> Probably beyond the something. You guys can try to find it.
2: Yeah, I, well, we'll have to figure what that is before we start telling people.
0: That. It's a Twitter, and it's us, and it's beyond the hate, or the beyond of hate, or hate of beyond, this hate or of the beyond, or <laughs> haters. Fuck the Hatist or so, uh, something like that. You guys find it and let me know what it is. Yeah, who, who
2: knows what it is really, at this <laughs> point? Like, who, who, who knows? Who
0: cares? It's like trying to find... Trying to get the Mordor. Right. You know, you guys find it. You guys want to make some fake ones. That's cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Hate of the Beyond. <laughs> hate of the Beyond. Yeah. Uh, beyond. Or the Hate Beyond. Or the Hate Beyond. Two and Hades are beyond. That could be it. I don't know.
2: That's like, that's like two infinity MB. beyond. Oh, ah,
0: that's where I got that. We're going to get
2: fucking sued by Disney now. Right. Awesome. So anyway. We don't have anything Disney.
0: We ain't got shit. I know, I know if we did, you would take it from us. Yeah. Like the fucking Nazis.
2: <laughs> but hey, anyway. Um. So... Uh, let's talk about the uh, the Battle of the five armies the actual battle itself the end of this movie Ooh. yeah let's get into let's get into some fun it's shit get down Ooh. to the nitty
0: to the nitty-gritty
2: yep and it's fun with my microphone so <laughs> might hear that in the audio too
0: <laughs> definitely gonna hear it because I heard it in this headset yep um, so it, where it starts off it says shortly
2: before the battle started there were a few much-needed moments of comic relief and I thought the film might possibly turn around. The battle could have been much more epic, but the problem lies with all the extra plot lines Peter Jackson decided to throw in that weren't in the book. Because of those, the movie was forced to focus on tying up any loose ends dealing with those added characters and plots. So the movie didn't do justice to to just how important of a battle this was in Middle Earth's history. Also, what happens to the elves halfway, halfway through the battle? In the book, they are supposed to be over, there are supposed to be over a thousand of them. They don't retreat in the middle of the, of the battle. And why did uh, uh, Peter leave out Bayorn So Thorne could get all the glory? Dane, Thorne's cousin, who rests his enormous high-pitched Scottish girth on a wild boar. The she-elf who falls in love with a dwarf. It's stomach-turning tur- how Peter Jackson has combined a love for extreme violence and an eye for juvenile gags and unreliable are unbelievable characters in a beloved classic setting. But all my illusions were soon shattered during the 10 minute scene where Thorin walks on top of the ice that Azog is floating under with his eyes open, allowing the orc or following the orc and apparently waiting for him to break through it. Then surprise he does. And spoiler for those who have not yet watched the uh, 10 minute scene that made this obvious. And he kills Thorin. Alas, it might have been sad if I hadn't been waiting around for 10 minutes knowing he would get killed. Things were looking grim for the dwarves when uh, who should appear? Our heroes, the eagles, of course, who have managed to bail out the protagonists in every single movie of the trilogy. Although I couldn't stop laughing during the scene where the three dwarves find completely random giant mountain goats with no riders in the middle of a battle and proceed to ride them up the mountain. The worst part of the movie was easily the ending. As if the movie isn't long enough, the audience is not only forced to watch Bilbo go all the way back to the Shire, uh, they have to re-watch footage from The Fellowship of the Ring. I knew it was a bad sign that Peter Jackson actually made a movie shorter than three hours, although it felt like six. Apparently, he had so little material for this movie, he had to reuse material from the original trilogy.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um... Yeah, this guy definitely did not read the books. Uh, Ozog.
2: The Defiler.
0: The Defiler. His complete goal was the destroying the bloodline of Durin. Yeah. That's what he wanted to do. And that's what he wanted to accomplish. And he might have succeeded. If not Dane... Um, uh, Ironfoot the second was Durin, and so was Thorin's sister, who who lived through this. So, um, regardless of what this ending is like, he did not put an end to Durin because Thorin's sister survived, and so did Dane. Yeah. So, Dane, the main one, because he was he's kind of you know like the the fucking um war um fucking master of the dwarves
2: yeah the strategy guy
0: yeah he he was pretty awesome he like he liked a good fight yeah um,
2: well, the character
0: was... itself was based off of uh, uh I think what I heard was that the the character of Dane was based off of William Wallace.
2: William Wallace, okay, yeah, which would explain the Scottish accent because the dwarves a lot of times have a Scottish accent,
0: yeah. I, I want, yeah, that was one of the last things I heard that he was based off from was William Wallace, okay, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, if you guys seen the movie Braveheart, that's William Wallace, but if you guys read a history book, that's more accurate, William Wallace, um. Yeah, you know, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's not inaccurate about it, but some of the things are. Right. Uh, but it's a movie. Yet again, you got <laughs> to be entertaining in some points. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll they can see. take
2: our lives, but they can't take our freedom.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's probably a speech that did happen. Um, yeah. The mooning thing they said is debatable, but. Only because they were like, they probably showed their dicks instead of their asses. <laughs> like, literally, that was the debate that I read. Was like, that was inaccurate because the they probably would have showed... <laughs> they probably would have, like, flashed their dicks instead of yeah. their asses. And that's I was like, like, really? You guys are like, like, hey, that's not accurate. They wouldn't have showed their asses in the movie. They would probably just show their dicks. And it's like well we're all better for this
2: because who wanted to see a bunch of Scottish cops (laughs) just swinging out just a bunch of willies just swinging out (laughs) out in the Scottish air I would have watched a
0: movie where there's like a fucking thousand Scottish dicks
2: you know who would love a movie like that? Lindsay Lohan because it would be easy access to all of them dicks (laughs) she
0: would have been like I love this fucking movie I love this movie because it's got
2: plenty of dicks in it. It's not a porn, so it's not weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would much rather Mel Gibson moon me than show me his dick. Yeah, because
2: at least at least ass cheeks are, are, are some of something that you can just kind of forget about.
0: Yeah, it's something on screen you can just be like, well, that's just oh, No, that's ass. pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's showing funny them asses. That's comedy. A dick, you're if like, they, you're I, you're like can't I can't watch
2: this because it's like thousands of Scottish fish <laughs> so, just swinging around the wind under so, some kilts, man. Like, so, who wants to see that shit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your complaint like they didn't show enough dicks in this movie which i'm pretty sure that's what this guy's complaint was i i don't remember all the words but it does sound like he is complaining that there was not enough dicks in this movie but, um. <laughs> well there was plenty of
2: dicks written comments
0: uh, but uh but
2: like the whole thing where it's like, you know, there is supposed to be over a thousand of the elves there and they were they were just going to turn and, and walk away in the battle and stuff like that. And they're like, that wasn't in the book. And it's like but it's totally consistent with what Thranduil has done before when the, you know, when the dwarves needed help before he was like, I'm not risking any more of my people. Fuck right. this. Leave deals to its own history. Leave deals to its own devices. We're not going to continue to keep doing this. So that's the same thing that's consistent with his pattern of behavior from before. It makes sense that he would do that.
0: You got to go with
2: the character. Right. Because that's the character that you've established is that Thranduil, you know, 60 years ago, turned his back on them. And he would do it again. And that is
0: in the books. Right. So consistency. That's how you write fucking story. Even though
2: the sequence of events might not happen exactly the same, the ideas of the characters are still the same.
0: Yeah, you gotta keep the characters... Anything, whenever you're adapting a fucking written story to a movie, the most important thing is keeping the character right. Yeah. Not the story itself.
2: Situations and plots and circumstances can change, but if you change the characters too much, then it makes it not the same story. That's
0: why the MCU works in their multi-billion dollar universe alone. And the DC doesn't work because they're trying to keep plots accurate instead of characters. Right. And that's what fails. Because a lot of times that doesn't work outside of comic book form. Because comic book form always works whenever you you know a character. Because that's the writers and the illustrators only having to do like fucking ten pages at a time. Movies that last two hours have to make sense character-wise. And that's what they did. That's what Peter Jackson did here. He was right. like, characters that are important to the film. Bilbo is second billing to, to Gandalf in all three films. But Gandalf is the main character. If you know anything about anything, he, he if you're doing a story, Gandalf is the main character. Because he is what drives the plot and the person that drives the plot in stories is the main character. Right. The main, you know, good guy is Bilbo, but the main character is Gandalf. Cause like basically, well, this and Lord
2: of the Rings really wouldn't happen without Gandalf setting things in motion. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. I mean, he is a main character in the Lord of the Rings too, but Argonne, is um, Aragorn becomes the main character. The main
2: character by the time he gets to like Return of the King, yeah,
0: yeah, he's the main guy. Gandalf kind of goes to the background a little bit, but none of that would have happened without Gandalf,
2: right? Yeah, Aragorn is definitely one of the biggest pieces of, especially Return of the King, because he is the king, bitch, and he has returned. But
0: he the, is the
2: king. <laughs> Hail to the king! Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's like when people were complaining about like, oh, so, you know, Azog's just like floating under the ice and then he like stabs Thorin through the, uh, through the,
0: oh shit. The Eagles just showed up. My bad. (laughs) They just showed up a Randall to save us. Okay. Okay. Go, go ahead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. We'll talk about the Eagles here a little bit too, because that was in the comment, but you, um, you see
0: what I did there? Right, I brought,
2: yeah, I brought, yeah, I brought yeah. the eagles, and yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was the first, I wasn't sure what you were playing, and then I was like, oh, this is the eagle. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what he's doing, um, but uh, it, it's like people were complaining about like Azog floating under the ice, and then he like stabs Thorin through the foot and kind of gets the jump on him because Thorin thinks that he's dead. It's like Thorin kind of got caught in a moment where he was sort of like relishing that he might've finally have beaten Azog and he would just just die and freeze to death. He would just like freeze to death and stuff like that. And then Azog had that little bit of life left in him. Now the thing about the, 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 Oh shit. Sorry. (laughs) Just pulled the whole fucking table. Um,
0: Drink uh, Magner's Irish (laughs) cider. it'll it'll get you
2: fucked up yeah it'll make you fuck up some furniture for sure um i mean hey the irish know how to make some good shit man they do but uh i think the the whole thing about him fighting azog is that there's that moment where he gets where he gets impaled and he gets he gets stabbed and then what he does is he pulls azog closer like okay you got me but i'm gonna fucking get you you're, you are not going to be able to live through this. I'm killing your, you too. If I'm going to die, you're going to die. And he fucking stabs Azog and you're like, yes! You know, this is exactly the kind of shit that you want to see because it's like, you know, Thorin, even though he's not going to be able to stay as the king of the dwarves and stuff like that and and everything, that's a fitting end for him that he, he realizes it, you know, because when he realizes that the the gold and the arkenstone and everything is starting to corrupt his mind he starts thinking about like look i'm i am being a, a total like fuck mess over all this and this is not who i am and so he decides like fuck it we're going to join the battle we're going to do this yeah, bilbo killing,
0: helps him realize that yeah
2: this bilbo basically that gets him to change his mind because then he starts realizing that you know he has become he's be, he's become like this jealous fuck and he just he doesn't know what what he is anymore he doesn't recognize himself even
0: yeah because they're like our kin are dying out there yeah and he's like let them die it's or like whatever. this is
2: your cousin and he's just like oh well It's like you know and eventually I mean,
0: you start hearing the, the he starts hearing the voice of bilbo and stuff like that uh-huh. and he starts thinking about it and he's like no what the fuck am i doing
2: yeah what the fuck am i doing he takes the crown and he throws it down because he's like, "What kind of a king am I if I'm going to allow my own kin to to go out there and fight my battles for me?"
0: Like, yeah, know, and he it's... comes out, and they're like, "Everybody's kind of pissed at him at that point." And they're like, "What is it?" And he's like, "Let's go fight." And they're like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, that's Thorin."
2: And then eventually, <laughs> uh, and then eventually, once Dane meets up with him, he was like, "What took you so long, cousin?" You know, and he like throws a big hug on him, and then they're like fucking killing orcs and shit yeah. while they're
0: while they're trying to like kind of catch up with each other a little bit yeah they're they're fucking slaughtered like when thorn comes out they rally Uh
1: huh.
0: like because they're like rally behind the king <laughs> and stuff and they just start mowing them down and then you know the the elves they you know they they start coming back in and you know doing some damage yeah and
2: i think that you know people who feel like this was uh you know, it was stupid, the, the whole sequence with Azog. It's like, he probably knew at some point that he was probably going to die fighting Azog, but he wasn't going to allow that motherfucker to escape him again. It's like, look, we're probably both going to die. Thorin's like, I'm probably going to die fighting you, but I'll be damned if I'm going to let you be alive to see it. You know, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> you're going to be the one who dies first, bitch. And then when he finally kind of mixes amends with Bilbo at the end... You know, when he's like just bloody and he's like has you know, he's starting to fade. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you when you realize how much Thorin has been through in this from going from, you know, the, the kind of guy who would want to put these dwarves together to go take the mountain back so that he can become the king that he's supposed to be. He becomes the king and realizes very quickly that he cannot handle having Erebor. It's just not for him that like even Gandalf says that like, you know, that, that mountain is basically cursed because anybody who has that amount of gold and has that much power, they get that dragon sickness because Smaug had it too. Thorne even started to talk like Smaug talking about thieves and stealing things from him. And it's like, you know, it's like even Bard was like, you have plenty. You can give, you can give like a portion of this to Lake town and we can rebuild our entire city. We can rebuild our entire way of life for us. Helping you, and it's gonna be a fraction of the fucking money you have in there. And even Thorin's like, you will not receive one coin of this money. Not one fucking coin from this mountain will come to the people of Lake Town.
0: And Bard's like, so be it.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's like because right. when
0: he goes to negotiate, he's going to negotiate to keep Thranduil from attacking.
2: Yeah. It's like, look. It's like, I don't think you understand. I have like over a thousand elves that want to whoop your ass at that town right over there, and if you if you don't want to make good on your agreement and be a man and give us what you said you would give us, then I've got a whole bunch of angry elves that want to take that fucking mountain from you and your friends. So, it, it, how you want to play this? You want to like lock yourself up in the mountain until
0: you get destroyed, and that's Allen is like just. What's the harm in giving it to him? Just yeah. give it to him.
2: Just give him some gold, man. It's like yeah. we got plenty. We got plenty of riches. We'll, we can never spend this much gold.
0: Yeah, Balin is even the one that tells Bilbo, if you found the Arkenstone, yeah. don't give it to him.
2: Don't give it to him because it will destroy him. It will destroy him just like it did yeah. his grandfather. Balin's
0: the one that tells him that. Uh-huh. Because he's the purest dwarf of all of them. Yeah, Like, he's the guy that ends up ruling Moria, and he's the one that you see in the tomb dead and Lord of the Rings. Right. But, uh, yeah, I just, and then Ori's the one that wrote the scribe. He's the one that's on the side with the, the, the notes or whatever. Right. So,
2: and that's, uh, it, it's also just interesting how like Thorin's story ends. And you also see like, you know, Fili and Keely you know, they have their, you know, they have their endings as well. And it's, it's I think it's, it's kind of interesting how everything turns out because like the one person who commented that like, you know, their deaths don't mean anything. It's like, and by the time you get to this third movie, anytime one of the main, like one of the main dwarves like dies, like when you see Feely die, it's like, you don't see him that much as a character on screen, but you still feel for him because it's like all those doors went through absolute hell to get to that mountain. And then when they got there, Thorin decided he wanted to be like a greedy little bitch about it. And then basically was well, turning was the on sickness
0: his on the gold. It
2: was the sickness of the gold, basically. Yeah, yeah it wasn't him. It's not. It's not him. It's what. It's what that the gold and the riches do to you.
0: Yeah, it, it what was it, the evil on the gold that because the dragon sitting on it for so many years, and his father left on it, or his grandfather left on it. I mean, right. Yeah, because his grandfather left that uh, evil greed on the gold, and then that's what drew smiled to come take it. Right, because greed, you know, draws dragons. Right. Because, because they want riches, yeah. You know they want to bathe in it, and it was um, estimated uh, to be about sixty billion in gold. Right. Um,
2: Which, when you factor in, like probably how cheap things are in like dwarven society, you know, yeah. if you if you take like like traditional like fantasy money, that is a fuck ton of money. Like, like
0: you can almost buy like the whole world.
2: Yeah. You, like could probably, everything in the world you could basically could finance about anything you'd want to in Middle Earth with that kind of with that kind of gold and, and yeah. just jewels and riches.
0: But the reason Gandalf wanted the dwarves to take it back, because he felt that there was an evil that was trying to corrupt Smaug and control him. Right. And they were going to use the gold to do it. So that's why he was pressing the dwarves to take back Erebor.
2: Because he, he didn't knew know that,
0: what presence it was, but he felt a presence in Middle-earth that was trying to corrupt Smaug.
2: Yeah, which is why all this stuff starts to happen when the Necromancer starts to like reappear.
0: Yeah, so... Or Sauron, basically. Imagine if Sauron came back and drew Smaug to his side. Yeah. over.
2: Especially if he like told them, like you know, like, look, you can have all the riches of Gondor... You know Gondor would be done, like either be nothing left of that city. And I- imagine like him just having a dragon at his side. That is as an extremely powerful ally. I mean, look at how difficult he was to kill. It took him it took, you know, several black arrows over the course of like something like sixty years before they were able to finally get a, a critical wound on him to kill him. Right. So, you know, it's like imagine if you know Sauron has a fucking dragon like Smaug at his side with you know promising Smaug like, oh well, when we lay waste to middle earth, you can have all the riches you want to, you can have, you can have a mountain of gold, not just a city of gold. And Smog's like, Oh, I like that. You know? And so it's like, you know, and so basically Gandalf's like, in order for everything to work, the dwarves have to go for their homeland because they have to kill
0: that. They have
2: to kill that. The dragon has to die before we can really start to feel safe because Nobody really feels safe with that fucking dragon hiding out inside Erebor. Mm. Because if he wakes up, who knows what the fuck he'll do. The people of Lake Town know what the fuck he's going to do because he laid waste to their entire city. Well,
0: Bard definitely knows. Bard he's definitely like, knows. Look, because- you know, all they're going to do is bring you know destruction to our city. That's why he was against the dwarves even going in there.
2: Because he's like, they're going to wake the dragon up. And And he's going to
0: kill all
2: of us. Right. Because we're, you know, we're the next thing besides the city of Dale that he can destroy. And he can destroy us easily because our houses are made out of wood. We're not like a, you know, we're not like a walled up city like Dale was. He destroyed, he destroyed Dale with no problem. Lake town. He basically just breathed fire on it. He didn't have to really destroy anything. He just set the city on fire. He didn't really have to work to destroy Lake Town. Imagine if he went to a place like Gondor.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean it, if Bard's not there, he destroys it.
2: Right. Exactly. I mean, if it wasn't for him and that, getting that black arrow like in
0: fucking Anything <laughs> he hits, he destroys. Right. Exactly. Every city he goes to, he
2: destroys. But everything pays off at the end of this because the, the journey of the dwarves to get where they are, you know, it, especially when you see the dwarves... Like at the end of it, the ones who had survived and, you know, it's like Bilbo's like, you know, tell the others that, uh, you know, that I have, I uh, have left and I'm going back home and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, tell, tell them yourself, like you, you, you've earned a goodbye with them. Like you, you know, like you, you deserve to have your moment because you're just as much a part of this as they are, you know, right. like this is also Bilbo's story if, you know, it, it, as well as the dwarves and so he gets that moment and then somebody was complaining you know they were complaining the thing about like well you know it shows him go you know going his entire way back to the shire how long does that actually take maybe two minutes of him riding with gandalf to get back to where the shire was and then gandalf kind of goes off in his own adventures to do his own thing and then when he gets back to the shire then he realizes that his fucking house is getting auctioned off you know (laughs) But it's like, how long, people act like, you know, they spent like 20 minutes of him like walking to get back to the Shire. No, they didn't. They spent like two minutes on that. And they're like, you have to show him going the entire way? It's like, they didn't show him going the entire way. What the fuck are you talking about? I
0: barely even remember that. Yeah.
2: I mean, it was super easy. It was barely an inconvenience. Right.
0: <laughs> Guys, get over it. Yeah. It's like, it just, I mean. It, uh, how to show him going the whole way back. Look, just don't watch this movie, dickhead. Right, yeah. <laughs> watch the full frontal of Braveheart, where they show all their dicks. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, it's like, hey, I want to, I want to uh, get a, a copy of uh, Braveheart, and it's like, okay, what, which version? The all dicks version.
0: The all dicks version. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they would have showed all their dicks. Right. It's like, "Well, we have a version for that." We
2: have a version that shows all the dicks. This We is, have
0: the long cut.
2: Yeah, this is this is the this is the lo, this is the low-hand long cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but one thing about the Eagles before we before we, I guess we wrap up here, uh, people always fucking complain that like the Eagles always show up to save the day. It's like, oh, how convenient! Things look like they're not going to quite work out like they need to, and they're, they've 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 killed a lot, but they're not quite done. And oh, here comes the Eagles just to take out the bats and to take out you know large chunks of the army and defeat the orcs. And it's like, it's like, look, the Eagles do what they feel they have to, and the Eagles don't show up unless they feel that they actually can turn the tide in a battle or they can rescue or whatever it is that they're attempting to do. Right, it's like people act like you know they just have like some kind of cavalry at their backs. It's like the Eagles don't show up for everything; they show up when something is absolutely critical to the history of the world
0: because they're beautiful, yeah, and they are powerful, and they they have a particular set of skills,
2: <laughs> like Liam Neeson. Um, would you say that the Eagles have taken over this movie? <laughs> yes yeah because <laughs> when the eagles show up you have you're like taken yeah when the eagles do show up in this movie you're like oh the orcs are fucked now yeah. they are done yeah, and
0: those you bats them, you, can like, just, get,
2: you can say fuck off to those bats because those bats aren't shit yeah they grab the bats and just fucking destroy yeah. them
0: they had the bats and then the eagles start swooping in and you even see gandalf's like yep
2: okay my buddies the eagles showed up they fucking showed up yeah, in clutch time." like
0: and they just start snatching the fucking bats out of the sky and shit. They and start crushing them with their claws. Going grabbing the orcs and just, just fucking throwing them in the air. They can and grab
2: shoot. like, you know, just entire like legions of orcs and just fucking throw them, you know. So it's yeah. like.
0: The eagles are supposed to kind of be like the unstoppables, but they would have never showed up if Smao wasn't dead because they weren't going to fight a dragon. No. That's, that's why, why they,
2: they dropped them off before they got yeah, to the mountain.
0: That's exactly why they dropped them off before they got in the mountain.
2: Because they're. They're like, yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of a journey because you're gonna have to end up going through Lake Town. But if you guys can get through Lake Town, then the mountains not that far away. It's just across the lake, and then you get to Dale, and then the mountains right there at the outer edge of Dale, and there's the entrance. So the Eagles are like, we we took you about as far as we can take you. We're not fucking with that dragon because that dragon is a serious threat to us. You have to deal with the dragon. You deal with the dragon. We'll be we'll your new mate. Yeah. yeah, you deal with that dragon, we'll come back. Because the Eagles are basically the Hail Mary pass that just that works. Like, you know, if you're in a tight football game and you're trying to finish the game off and you're like, okay, it's I like got It's like throwing
0: it. Nick Foles into the game if you're the Eagles. Right, yeah. You, you Nick Foles you. just
2: wins and <laughs> Carson Wentz gets hurt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, we're not Philadelphia fans, but no. fuck if Nick Foles is not just become, like, Mr. Clutch.
0: Yeah. Like, you put him in... For the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Like, on that specific team. Watch
2: the Eagles start making a run in the playoffs or something now. Because, because they of Nick Nick Foles, Foles. yeah. <laughs> People are going to be like, well, fuck, are we just going to trade Wentz then? Because Foles apparently can do all this shit.
0: I mean, Wentz is great, but is he... Is he as great for the Eagles as Nick Foles? Yet to know. be seen. Tune in. We don't care. We really. <laughs> don't what happens with that? But um, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, this has pretty much been. Yeah, the Hobbit trilogy. This has and been an adventure. This, we're going on an adventure. We went on an adventure. We went on an adventure. An adventure. It took and, us three weeks. Yeah, it took us three weeks, and we had an amazing time. Yeah, we discovered a bunch of stuff. That we didn't know previously about this, even though we were huge fans of the, uh-huh. these movies. We learned um, a lot. We learned we a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, we drink a lot. We drink a lot of really good beer. A lot of really good beer. Yeah.
2: So. Magnus Irish Cider. Buy this shit.
0: It is super good.
2: Especially if you like apple styled ales, you know? So,
0: what we're going to do here is our drunken selves uh, <laughs> are going to try to name all the names of the dwarves oh okay and if whoever um, actually whoever cannot name them doesn't get to read these cards whoever can name them does get to read these cards Okay. so we have
2: we have uh, 13 14 dwarves, yeah, total. And, and okay. you don't
0: have to read them in any type of voice unless you just feel like it. You just name, you just read this. Okay. Um, so do we
2: have to? Do we have to like write this down so we can verify that we have them right?
0: But the the dwarves? The
2: dwarves' names, yeah.
0: No, no, um,
2: no. Just name them. Okay. Um, so. Do we just do we do we have to go like in one go to see if we remember all of them? Yes. Or do we go in turns? We go in turns.
0: Okay. Um uh Balan.
2: Okay. Dwalin. Ori. Okay. Biffa. Keely. Okay. Bofa. Feely. Okay. Bomber. Dory. Uh, yeah, okay. Thorin, Oakenshield. We're at 10, so we're close. I can't remember another one. Uh, yeah, because, like, I'm... Who's the ones we're missing, then? Because I feel like we got... We got most. We got really close. We got 10 of them. We each got five. (sighs) Look up the yeah. list and see which ones we fucked up on because because we had uh, Balin and Dwalin
0: Biffa Bofa Bomber okay Gloin we missed Gloin Gloin oh fuck yeah which is like Gimli's dad Gimli's dad
2: fuck yeah we really fucked that one up
0: okay Dwalin. Uh did you say Dwalin I said Dwalin yeah okay uh, Dory Nori um, Bomber Biffer
2: Biffer. Uh, Biffer's
0: the the. Uh, yep. Biffer. Okay. So the yeah, It's Balin, Goin, Thorin, Dwalin, Killy, Oin, Oin. Oin. Yeah. yeah Oin's the other. Okay. Ori, Feely, Boff, uh, Boffer, Dory, Nori, Bomber, and Biffer, and then Keely. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So we missed. Three. There's three of them. Yeah. Okay, so you won that. So you get to read this. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, you can do a voice if you want, but you do not have to.
2: Greatest. Okay, so this is uh, this is a list, the top five list of the greatest elves of all time. Okay. Uh, so number five is Buddy from the elf movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's a pretty good one.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, four is Dobby from uh, the harry potter oh
2: okay that okay because i'm not i'm not the harry potter uh guru so that okay. one i just just glanced over okay okay number three is thranduil
0: right the right. elven
2: king of mirkwood yep okay i'm kind of surprised that you missed one on here you you missed the keebler elf <laughs> fuck man and also the brown's old mascot The Browns' old mascot was an elf, too. Mm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They need to bring back the elf logo. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, we need to start a petition. Bring back the Browns' elf logo.
0: Yep. Uh,
2: Number two was Link. Link. From the uh, Zelda franchise. Yep. Mm -hmm. Number one, of course, a fucking boy, the sexiest elf ever, Legolas. Legolas. Number two sexiest would be, I don't know, Thranduil or... Or Tariel. I don't know. Lee Pace is a pretty sexy dude too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's, My that's... thought would be uh, Tariel and then Thranduil. But
0: you know, it, it, know. You it could, could go either it way. Not. It can go either way. It just way. depends on
2: how much you've been drinking and how much you're
0: digging Thranduil that night. Mm, I mean, I'm digging them right now. <laughs> Where are you at, Lee Pace? Nothing's right. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, you can
2: keep up. Um, yeah,
0: for real. Uh,
2: so, but anyway, this has been The Hobbit. Thanks for everybody who's listening to this. This is a Christmas present to everybody who's a, who's a fan of ours.
0: Hold on. Well, before you read that, uh, last thing. What do you call a movie about LeBron James in the NBA Finals? Uh, the Sweep? No, The Loss of the Rings. The Loss Go.
2: of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> the Missing Rings. Um, but, yeah, thanks for everybody. Uh, this is good night from us. And remember, it's all fun and games until we show up. Listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts.
0: We're on everything. Like I think
2: Pocket Cast, Pocket like, Cast, yeah, everybody.
0: Uh, you know, uh, Pant Jean Pat Cast, and <laughs> fucking uh, Legolas Cast, Legolas all Cast, that, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, we're on everything. <laughs> we're on everything, guys. Like, subscribe, email us, donate if that's possible Um, yeah it
2: should be possible
0: (laughs) yeah you guys just yeah uh, merry christmas uh happy hanukkah happy holidays you know everything you guys want to do just enjoy we'll be off the next week and um for
2: christmas you know related stuff because christmas is next tuesday so uh we probably won't have like a regular normal episode it might be a repost of one of our older
0: episodes yeah, we'll, we'll have something, something like on that. there. We'll have
2: something for you to listen to. It just it won't be anything that's like brand new, probably. Yeah, it
0: might be brand new to you, too. Though, yeah, it might so. be brand new if you've never listened to our stuff before. So, so enjoy uh, this, and um, like and comment, and you guys are welcome to email us at yahoo.com And, um, yeah. Merry is- Christmas, everybody!
1: So ends this day The road is now calling And I must away. Over hill and under tree
0: Through lands where never light is shone By silver streams that run down
1: to the sea Under cloud Beneath the
2: stars over snow And winter's morn, I turn at last To
0: pass the lead home oh, And the road Then takes me I cannot tell.